0: We're talking damn near a decade It to, was that, get to long? that. It was 9 years. Most of them were 9 years to go from just a, a regular looking guy to one of these these, you know, really? completely ripped dude. It, it takes them forever and I don't think that's Okay, fully were they discussed.
1: like Arnold Schwarzenegger, The Rock or were they like Ryan Reynolds? Uh-huh. Hey, what's up? It's Tori Mathis, and I'm here with the one and only Sean Mathis, founder of Miles Time Automotive Museum. What's going on? So if it's one thing I've noticed, it is that shit takes a long time. How much time? Much more time than you freaking think it's going to take. And I think because of that, a lot of people give up way too soon.
0: Quitting prematurely is a pretty big problem, I think.
1: I think for a lot of people, I know there's like some saying that says, like, you know, most people, they um, overestimate what they can do in a year and underestimate what they can do in five years. Like, that's a that's kind of a big issue.
0: Well, I mean, what it is, it's disappointment. You know, once you you don't you don't hit that goal of whatever it is that you thought you were going to be able to do um, at a possibly unrealistic amount of time. Uh, it's easier to quit than keep going.
1: Do you think the key there then is bad expectations? Uh, it,
0: yeah. I mean, it it definitely uh, just unrealistic expectations. Yeah. You know, and the whole thing was I I told you I, I saw some uh, some of the Instagram posts that I saw working out, weightlifting type stuff, and uh, it shows you all kinds of exercises, and and you see these guys that are just ripped, massive, right? And, you're, and they show you exercises. You just do. You know, do this and you'll get biceps like me. And uh, the thing thing is, is, uh, you have no idea how long that takes to get to that. Because most of the time, they're just talking about do these exercises and you'll be ripped like me. Like, this is what I'm doing and look at me. And so you you look at that and you're like okay well I'll do that and you know you're like I, I give it some time you know maybe a year or so and you're like so you got a little bit of muscle but you don't look like that guy that you originally were starting you know that got you down this path and uh, so I, I had just recently seen this post where it showed uh, multiple multiple guys where they were and now how they are being one of those rips guys that you're like, oh, you know, that'd be awesome to look like that. Right. We're talking damn near a decade. To get that to long? that It was nine years. Most of them were nine years to go from just a, a regular looking guy to one of these, these, you know, really completely ripped dudes on Instagram where you're like, you know, I don't know any guy that wouldn't seek at least secretly want to like have that kind of muscle. Uh, it, it takes them forever, and I don't think that's okay. Fully were they discussed.
1: like Arnold Schwarzenegger, The Rock, or were they like Ryan Reynolds?
0: Uh, a little bit more than Ryan Reynolds, okay. but they weren't Arnold. Schwar- that's I'm not talking like just
1: super I super crazy bodybuilder. I didn't see the post, so yeah, kind just, of like
0: just like like definitely a a a bigger rip dude that. Definitely goes to the gym and you're like, that guy works out. You know, there's no denying it. Well, he's been working out for years uh, to get to that level. But I could see, you know, not realizing how long that really realistically takes. How easy it would be to quit even after two years. Yes. You know, maybe you're uh, you're you would obviously be healthier than what you were when you started, um, but that mentality of like I, I'm not where I wanted to be, it makes it real easy to just throw in the towel.
1: Well, when we see shows like Biggest Loser, or you see somebody right. from one t- one uh, movie role, and then like the next year they do another, you know, they're fat man in this movie role, and then like a year later or six months, like who knows, like whatever the small amount of time is, all of a sudden they're thin and ripped and everything, and so we're seeing that like why. Can't I do that too? <laughs> all
0: right, not realizing that they're on a, a super strict regimen that that they've got people making food for them, telling them what to eat, exercising as but a who job. Who knows
1: how many hours yeah. a day, right? Like
0: the normal person can't do that. And like, even when I go to that, I, I, I work out at the level that I can maintain for the long haul. I don't want to do anything that I'm like, all of a sudden I'm trying to do all this stuff to get to a certain level. And then once I'm there... I'd uh, be like, okay, now I can stop and go back. Like it, it. I don't, I don't want to do that. I just want to, I just want to keep cruising along.
1: I think that roller coaster of hardcore right. is like with anything, whether it's you know working or working out, or it, it's unhealthy. It's like you said, you you can't keep up with yeah. that. The it's level at what you do you into the ground.
0: Yeah, the level is is going to vary. You know, depending on who you are, it's not the same level for everybody. But what you can do consistently for you individually is what's important. You know, what what I could do consistently is going to be different than what Tori can do consistently.
1: However, though, and I always like to bring up season of your business, season of your life, because I do think that there is a time and a place where it's your hustle time. Right. You don't have kids. You're single. Do what you got to do in that time, because once you do have kids and once you do have Um, A family, once you do have other obligations, like there's, you maybe don't have the time to go to the gym three hours a day. You don't have, you know, 12 hours a day to put into your business. So though I do think there are times where you do need to work a little bit harder because that's the season that you're in. Um, I think though, not going crazy at that time too, maybe you would do a little bit more for a little bit longer, but again, you can't go all out for three months and think that oh i'm going to have the greatest body ever or the greatest business ever or you know that whatever it is is gonna
0: well the thing is is you you, like depending on your season like you said it it can vary as far as what you do but what happens is they instead of toning it back down you know okay there's a life change we need to pivot and do something a little bit different they have more of this Fuck it, yeah, I quit. <laughs> oh, right, no, yeah. and then it just it drops, and then it, it, they're they're down in the gutter for a while. Who did you just starved. show me that picture of? Of what?
1: It was some dude, and I was like, oh no, is that really him now?
0: Oh, uh, Encino man. Man, um, I don't remember his name. I do um, The mummy. Brendan. Brendan. Fraser. Fraser, that's it. <laughs> yeah.
1: So it was like this split picture of Brendan Fraser looking like uh he did all those um the mummy movies. The mummy movies, right? Uh, you said Encino no man, so that's what I'm saying. So he did the mummy and so he looked like that, very Harrison Ford, very thin, very fit, and then apparently now he's not looking so healthy.
0: Yeah. I mean, g- he He's older, but he, like, he he didn't age well in that picture.
1: <laughs> I, I didn't think it was him. I thought he had a fat suit on or something. Like I thought it was for a movie and that, cause it was so far, like you said, you know, people just throwing in the towel and saying, fuck it. Like that is really what it looked like.
0: Yeah. But, you know, and you said people go from one role to another role when the, in the movie industry, you know maybe he's burnt out from it and.
1: That's gotta be hard. It's Some not easy on people, your body, I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah, some of those people that have done that, even, um, who were we just talking about? The Guardians of the Galaxy guy. He was one of those that he, yeah, looked a certain way. And then once he started getting those roles, like, he looks like a totally different person.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I don't know if that's the greatest thing. I don't think I would do good at that. Like, I really enjoy working hard. I like working hard at the gym. But I'm like you, that I want to work hard at a point that I can stay at, not where I'm going to run myself straight into the ground and burn myself out right. because things take a long time. And so you always have to think that like, this is a marathon. This isn't a sprint. People are like that with Facebook. Like so many business owners are like, I don't want to do Facebook. Facebook doesn't work. It doesn't work. Blah, 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 blah. Well, because they jump on there and go hardcore crazy for two weeks. <laughs> They're two week Dan They go two weeks. They post like crazy, which is weird. (laughs) Like, if you look back, you'll see, like, for two weeks, there was, like, 500 posts. There was, like, 50, right? Posts. And then they never post again. And they're like, it doesn't work.
0: Yeah, that's pretty common. It is a
1: marathon, not a sprint. And most things are like that. And, you know, that nine years to get to that body shape, like, that tells you that is marathon. Like, you got to figure out what you can do for the long haul, not... Try to go too crazy. Well, and that's like and your social up. media
0: profile. Like, you got to start somewhere. So, you know, you are going to start uh, with nobody following you. Don't yeah. And then you're going to get your mom to follow you. Yay, mom. And your spouse and your siblings and any of your friends that'll actually do it. And then you'll start growing. And, and you know, when you're pro- providing that relevant content that somebody actually wants to engage with, it'll start to slowly grow. But, you know, going 100 miles an hour right out the gate and then hitting a brick wall and stopping, is it going to do you any good? And, and you look at all these other, but you, you could look at another business or even like a YouTube channel and you're like, how do they get so many scrub subscribers? Uh, go back and see how long they've been doing it and how many other videos are on there. And uh, I mean, really, you don't know how much effort and time that they're putting into it. Like, There's no point in comparing yourself to that
1: well so many people though don't share the fact that it took nine years nine years to get that body and if i remember like if you watch this episode um i will put it here because i have it on my phone i keep it for both bella and i because bella and i are both working on our youtube channels and it's from i will put it right here uh and it's evan carmichael who um is a youtuber that does a lot of business stuff um and he has shown like when he started, I want to say he started like 2008, 2009, and it shows like how many subscribers he had every year. And he has you know, millions of subscribers now. But it really shows you that there were years, years that he had two digits, <laughs> three digits. Like it took a long time. And like most things, it's a bell curve. It starts out super slow. Then all of a sudden you have, you know, the workout body. And he didn't notice <laughs> that it right. happened, right? Uh, Gary Vee is the same way. If you follow Gary Vee, he did Wine TV and nobody watched. Like he did a show a week for like an hour talking about wine.
0: Yeah, people for think years. he just came out of nowhere. This, this, this guy that has all these followers and, and says all kinds of crazy, awesome stuff. Um, but they don't realize like he's been doing it for a long time
1: and nobody saw him for a long time. You know, I I preach all the time about how people should send emails. I encourage my clients to send emails. I send weekly, daily, even emails for some of my clients. Sean is fantastic at sending an email every every week, every other week, he does a really great job. Um, I, however, am super shitty at sending out a weekly email. Where are we at? Sean's been helping me.
0: How many emails have you sent out? Yeah, in a uh... row?
1: Nine. Nine. The last nine weeks, I have sent out an email every single week. They're not the greatest emails. They may not be how the emails end up going, but I have decided that I need to send out an email. And, you know, my list is not that great. It's not very big, but I think it's more of the fact, and I was talking to Sean about this this morning, it doesn't matter how many people are opening my emails right now. Right now, I need to be in that, you know, Evan Carmichael. 2008, (laughs) where I'm just getting into the rhythm of no matter what I have to put out an email every single week.
0: Well, to be fair, it wasn't it wasn't really relevant for you to be doing that before in the like in the past. Like, there's so much stuff that you've been doing uh, for all kinds of different clients that sending it out an email to other customers it didn't even make sense. I mean, not really because I mean, what what are you supposed to send something like, hey, this is uh, I can. I can design your website, you know, or redesign it or whatever. And like, you don't really have even time for that. It
1: could have been done, but at the time, yeah, you're right. It wouldn't have been as relevant. However, I am not in the flow of sending out a weekly email because I just have never done it. I send out an email every once in a while. And so I have decided in order to help me do that, I I do everything 75 heart style, right? I am numbering my emails. And so along with that email, I have a new blog post that will come out that is actually written. Um, And so I have the blog post and the the email that goes with it. And every single one is numbered. So that's why, you know, I knew Sean was going to know because on our, you know, little um, like, what is that called?
0: dashboard part our, back in
1: <laughs> our um project management software where i actually like have it all in there i have it numbered and so i knew that this week was you know email number nine went out on wednesday morning and so next week will be 10 and so now that i have that i think that's going to help me to not break that streak you know don't you wish you would know what week you were on for the gym wouldn't that be awesome? Oh, that the gym? Yeah, because then it's not cool. At first, you're like, oh, it's week two it's week three. Ooh. But then when you get to like a higher number, you're like, hell yeah, it's week 562.
0: They should make that more relevant on their app. You know, when we give them the, the yeah. barcode to scan in, there should be a little bubble on that it says top right corner. What number? Yeah, how many days? Because you can go through and, and figure but, it yeah. out the long way. But I want to know right there on the top, you've been to the gym 700 times you know and and and, and, you know how they i mean they could do so many cool things with that and the whole point is that you want to keep going they do
1: it monthly so you can see like if you open it up our gym app it'll say how many times you visited per month but then the month rolls over and it starts over
0: well and the thing is is it's it's kind of hidden it's not it's not in your face. Hey, this is a rock star that keeps going to the gym, yeah. you know, like how the Fitbit works, right? Mm-hmm. You want to keep track. You want to close those circles and, and do all like the same thing. If you can that, gamify yeah. any aspect of your business and the gym could do that.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, we talk about things that take a long time. If you expect that it's going to take a long time, I think that number really helps. I have an email. I have an email. I have a client that I send a daily email. I mentioned that earlier. And this morning I sent email 463, 436. It's a lot. Um, And you know, when he first said it, he said, I'm going to do 30 days of daily emails. And he did 30 days and he got some feedback and everything. And now he just, he's stuck with it. And we're in the 430s. But the thing is, is that like we, after... I don't know, a hundred something. He kind of tweaked the title of it. And so I thought that he was tweaking it enough to take off the day. And he's like, no, 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 (laughs) put the day back on there because then he has every day when he does it, he's knowing that like, you don't break that cycle. And he didn't break it for Christmas. He didn't break it for New Year's. I send out an email (laughs) for him, you know, every single day. But I think that that helps that then when he looks back nine years later, like if he still does that, like that is an amazing number that's like where you can really see your achievement because things take a long time and i think it took him a while like i could tell like where it was a little clunky and then all of a sudden he kind of broke through whatever that was and kind of found his voice in his emails and now i'm sure he has a better process that it's a lot easier because sometimes getting through that first 10 20 30 100 like it may be weird like even going to the gym I think about when we first started going, I had always gone to the gym, like I was in the army. Uh, we worked out all the time. So I've, I've always been very athletic and done those kind of things, but I never like lifted weights. And Man. so when I first went, um, we did the normal, I, I did the normal stuff. You know, I was on the elliptical or whatever, did a couple things. Um, and then I started working out with a trainer because I have a hip injury and I just kept hurting myself over and over again. It would make it so that the gym was crap for me. So I decided to work out with a trainer and he does some like CrossFit Olympic lifting type stuff which I never thought that I would really be into However, I like totally love it. But when I first started going, like even like taking the weights down and re-racking, like it was awkward. Like I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. And now I see these new people coming in and it's, they're at that same level. I was like, oh, like I was there too. But now I feel very comfortable with what I'm doing. And so now I have to find different ways, me and this other lady that I work out with. Like we've been there longer than a lot of these other people that like we're pushing ourselves to a different level than all these newer people are. But it took, A while to get to that like unclunky time that things just like feel a little bit better. And you gotta push through that time because it's funky. Even like doing our podcast, doing our show, um, it it was weird. You gotta get through the weird. And if you can't get through the weird, I think the numbers help. Like, I'm gonna do this a hundred days. I'm gonna do this a hundred times. I'm gonna send a hundred emails, and then just Don't not do it. Like you have to do it, and doing it by that number and being able to check off that number every single time. Like I think that that helps.
0: Well, I mean, it definitely gets easier. Like the more you do it, the easier it gets. So, and things are a lot of times awkward, difficult when you first start, Um, and so if you pay attention, that all of a sudden something's going to click, and it just gets easier and easier, more comfortable. And uh, you're able to do things just so much easier than when you first started. Uh, and then I think a lot of times that is also another time when people then just they quit. Well, it was it was too boring and, and uh, too easy.
1: I hear salespeople say all the time or people that are like business coaches say that Whatever's like it, when it's working in someone's business and they all of a sudden start doing something else. And right. they're like, my business isn't good. Well, what happened? Well, I changed and started doing this. Well, why aren't you doing this that worked? Well, you know, it got boring that I was doing it and doing it and doing it. Sometimes that's that's the stuff that that you got to keep doing. So, when you, there's ways
0: to make things uh,
1: the gamifying the, thing you know, to the, me yeah, is a little more so, challenging.
0: Uh, uh, make, you can make it fun again and still have it be super easy. Um yeah, that it, I think, though, everybody you gotta like going. you got to
1: figure out what works for you, right. if the number works for you, if closing the circles, you know, like the Fitbit type thing, you know, works for you. You got to figure out whatever that thing is, um, because like what works for me might not work for you. But I think that if you can figure out what that is for you, then, man, that's when magic happens.
0: Right. I mean, even um, if if you were trying to get a bunch of followers on your Facebook business page. Instead of saying I want a thousand followers in 12 months, you know, say I want 10 in a month and, and and do it in increments and say, I you know, I just want to keep I want to do it on a daily basis or whatever the case may be.
1: Well, I think if you can figure out how to do 10, you're like, ah, that's 10. Right. I just need to do that. That many more. right, right. And, and just yeah. keep
0: going and don't go straight from zero to a thousand. Um, because I think. People don't even realize that they they procrastinate and and other things happen and uh, you know instead of f- they're focusing on that that end number instead of focusing on what they need to do to get to that number where you will get to that number if you're doing what you need to. to well, I get think to it's that like number. that bell
1: curve we talked about. Let's see. So you know you get one follower, you get none, you get two, you get three, you get ten, and then you're like, oh, that's what works. You had all this time, like it takes a while to get to that point that all of a sudden you're like, that's what I need to do. And then it goes up. Right. But it's hard to get to that point. But.
0: And there's no set rule. There's no uh, it'll happen in 30 days or 40 days. It, it'll happen when when it does. Um, and you can't be discouraged on that kind of stuff.
1: I realized that I don't remember who I learned it from, but somebody talked about the power of incremental change, and it like I was like, oh, because I like everybody like I want things to happen, like I, I want to work hard and I want things to happen, but if you can figure out how to make an incremental change every day, every week, because incremental is like one percent like a half a percent, like do whatever it is. Like if you, however many followers you got last week, if it's like the followers, then just do 1% more. Like how do you do 1%? Cause that 1% is easy for anything. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so how do you figure out that 1%? And if you do 1% and then 1% and then 1%, like over time, it is a crazy amount that adds up. And you didn't even notice how hard you were working for it, that it doesn't have to be like this huge leaps and bounds because that's Where you might fail, you know, trying to do too much, too hard, too quickly, rather than just, you know, trying to figure out how to get that marathon going for yourself.
0: So Even like, um, you know, back to the the dog grooming, right? If the dog groomer would capture the email and get you back there, right, because you're already a customer once, but then maybe they sent... Uh, You know, you come back and, and, you know, encourage a friend of yours to come in and and get the dog's nails. cut. They do that a couple of times. You know, one turns into two, two turns into four. And before you know it, they've got a huge clientele, uh, you know, massive list of of people that could come in there where, um, you know, a couple of emails is all that that would have taken where, you know, if right now they're just sitting waiting Waiting for somebody to, to. Call them, and you know it's going to take them forever. You know, but if they if they did that that one little change, you know, it, it will it will grow much faster.
1: You know, it's kind of the same thing about making money. Also, uh you hear about like you know millionaires or you know people that have like a shit ton of money that. It, the first million, you know, like getting to that one point took a really long time. But then once they figured that out, it's with investing or anything that has that compounding factor that it takes a long time to get to that first level. But once you figure that part out, then it's a lot easier. I follow a couple of um, investment like one of those. Reti- it's um, financial freedom, retire early. So it's fire um, people on Instagram and they share monthly Um, where their savings are at with their stocks or with their a lot of them do um, index funds and things like that Um, and it shows a lot of them will show I love seeing other people's stats because like like Sean with the nine months or you know Ian uh, Evan Carmichael with his his Instagram followers, they're showing like how much money they had saved. And it's like very little, very little, very little. And then all of a sudden, like once they hit that hundred, 200, 300,000, then it really, really starts to, to take off. But so many people don't even give themselves that long to get to that point. I was thinking about like when I started my business You know, I started in 2007, I started out of necessity, the, we did, um, I did publishing for real estate magazines and worked for a little teeny publishing house. And when the real estate market collapsed, my job kind of went with it because every single client we had was a realtor. So a couple of them, you know, I think we had 55 at one time, different magazines that we did monthly for different real estate offices. And after all of that happened and it happened very quickly, I think I had four or five, and so you really can't like run like a huge business from that. So um, the the lady that ran the company kind of bowed out, um, and then I you know started my design business right there, and you know took those couple of clients, and I still did the magazine, um, and started doing some other things, logos and brochures, and and grew my business from there. And for quite a while, like I you know just me designing, Sean still worked for Pepsi. I didn't make that much money at all. Um, and it took a little while to get to that point of figuring out, like, what I needed to do and everything. Um, and I remember when I first made $1,000 a month and I'm like, holy shit, like, these are my clients and my hands. And, mm. like, I am doing this. Like, that was a huge thing. And it I remember. Was only $1,000. And I figured out how, how to get people reoccurring and, like, rather than having them pay for something like a large sum of money and talk them into doing it at one time, I figured out how to have them pay monthly and then I could stretch out and then they were clients for longer and then they would like me more because I worked with them more often. And, and I kind of figured out what worked for me and I was at that level for quite a while and it took, so that was 2007. It took until 2000, what did I say? 2012, mm-hmm. 2000, I think 2012 that I made a hundred thousand dollars in a year and that was like a huge turning point, but it took a long time to get from that thousand to, to the next, you know, to a hundred thousand dollars. But what a huge change that is. And now like, I know how to make a hundred thousand dollars. It's not hard to do, you know, like when I started though, I had no clue. And so you get to this point with different skills and different, different levels that, that, that level isn't hard anymore. But if you don't put in the time and if you don't put in, um, I don't even want to say like the, the hours, cause it's not necessarily hours. Um, but I could have never said like, I want to make a hundred thousand in two years. Like, I don't think I could have done it. Kind of like mouse time. You talked about that too, right? That if you had, it, it took Sean a while to build up mouse time and he had to go through a first location that didn't turn out very great. That, that was very, um, binding, like stifling his growth but it's nice that you got to work out some stuff and work out some details even just like how we work with it and how um how you wanted it to work because it's hard to lay down details in the beginning because i I really think it's good to be flexible with Mm -hmm. things like i think people try to be too strict in the beginning and then that means they can't grow or can't like move around at all and then it kind of makes you want to quit because you know like the box you built is not the right box that's kind of scary it's like super... you spend all this time building the box and you're like "Fuck the wrong box right. and
0: f- miles through time like we essentially spent three years figuring out what milestone time is uh, and that fourth year started over from scratch i mean it, it, essentially uh, a handful of cars. Uh, but
1: like we talked about, didn't we talk about that? Like if you had to start, like if you didn't have miles time, it wiped out, blew up, gone. If you had to start from nothing right now.
0: I could do it so much easier. So quick. Uh, even if I didn't have anything at all, I, I could get to where I am today so much faster than I did the first time.
1: So when you first started, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but when you first started, do you think that it... it did you think it would take this long to get to where you're at? I had,
0: I had no idea, and I think that's part of it is I, I didn't really have an expectation f- as far as I wanted to be a, at a certain point by a certain um, time. I was just kind of like along for the ride and, like, <laughs> and going like Let's let's see where I can go and kind of figuring stuff out as I went. A- and then at 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 some point, it was uh 2019. I I kind of like. I knew exactly at that point what it was that that it needed want. to be and what I didn't <laughs> want, what I did want.
1: I think that's key, knowing what you don't want sometimes is stronger than knowing mm-hmm. what you want. And you definitely knew like this wasn't. Right.
0: And, and and you know, the the one thing that was consistent across the board from the beginning was collecting the data so that we could go back and figure out all this stuff. So it wasn't just my emotions that I had to go off of, which can be jaded and and change and Remembered uh, incorrectly, um, where we have data going. You know, these are the people that came in. These are the 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 days of the week that they came in. What time they came in. Uh, how many, obviously. And, and it's from those numbers that I was able to determine that uh, in 2020, the first year that the museum opened up in the new location, we had more visitors than the first three years combined. I just looked at the data again, and we are already more uh like like 200 more visitors this year than we were all of last year really and, and we're only seven months into it yeah you know? so it's it's that kind of stuff so i'm like all right we're in the right direction like the we keep going this way and, and it is it's working you know which then gives me um you know it makes me want to do more and more and more and i think that's kind of almost a some Subconscious thing that you know, you don't even think about it. You just you are doing more and more better things happen. Uh, it's pretty neat though to to look at that kind of stuff and go. I mean, uh, I think I t- I think I told you it was like well, yesterday we had a shit ton of people visit the museum on on a, a, on a Tuesday. Tuesday, over fifty people. Um, So I don't know what it is right now, but the other day, a few days ago, I was looking and we're we're averaging 38 visitors daily, seven days a week so far this year. Um, Unless it's like uh, one of the museums in D.C., you know, that's a pretty good number. Because
1: we visited some really big ones. We've been to
0: some big ones and there's like...
1: I was surprised. So we went to uh, Barber, which is a multi million dollar facility. It like overhead like crazy, mm-hmm. um, and they said that they had days that they have nobody people. You <laughs> know, yeah.
0: <laughs> we were at uh, in Tampa, and Tampa's got a really nice museum. It's all privately owned there, but it's a really nice collection in a very obviously touristy town. Um, in their best days, that were were rare. It's not like it happens all the time. They might get a hundred people in there, but for the most part, uh, they're not getting anywhere near that. Uh, and while we were there, I mean, we were there by ourselves the majority of the time, and then there might have been a handful of other people in there. But it's not like it's like a ton of people in there all the time. Um, and that's what makes you know running any of these museums so difficult is that they're never super busy in there and that's like how they make money if
1: we didn't go and travel to those places we wouldn't know that
0: no you'd have this expectation of these other (gasps) museums are so big and you know they get 20 people in there every hour every hour that they're open and that's just that's not the case you know you can tell on some of these big ones there's a reason why it costs 20 dollars per person to go in there it's because they don't have the volume to make it less like it has to be that much You know, because they're looking at their data going, this is how many people we have visiting the museum. These are our costs. This is this is what has to be charged for people to come in there. And then there's that threshold of, you know, what's too much that somebody's not willing to pay and and what's you know, what are they willing to pay for what they have? Well, that's almost the same
1: as you can't go too hard and too crazy and kill your business or kill your motivation. Like, where's that sweet spot where you're still moving forward? You're still challenging yourself, but it's enough that you can keep going. Right. For the long haul, marathon people, marathon.
0: So that, I, that's what I look at that data and, I, and then it makes it so that I can you know, forecast in the future what it is that we need to do and what the outcome from those actions will be. You know, if we had more space and admission is more and the number of visitors go up, like those are all good, positive things that's just going to keep making it better and better.
1: And it's nice to have that data, that whatever that that benchmark is, Cause then you can look back and then you can share that with other people. Like, thank you so much for those people on Instagram to say it took nine months. Or thank you for Evan Carmichael for being honest and saying, you know, I went through years with no subscribers or Gary Vee or you with the museum. Like there are so many things that you really don't know what's going on with other people. And it's really easy to assume that things happened quick or that they had luck or whatever, like fixing these expectations that we have really is important to um, making yourself succeed because it's expectations that don't get met that you know kill dreams and kill goals and kill motivation
0: I think the best thing you can do is instead of having that gigantic end goal result you know do the 75 hard style just one day at a time
1: number it keep that number so that you can check it off or whatever. Yep. Today is number five, tomorrow is number six, yep. then number seven, uh, you know, just like my weekly email. Now that I've started it and I'm on nine, like I gotta do 10, yeah, I, I think that's gonna help me keep going. I,
0: marathon runners don't, don't look down on the finish line. They're looking at the next corner and they just gotta make it past that corner and the next one and the next one. And then eventually they finish. Um, But if you, if you straight from the beginning, look towards the finish line, it's so far away that it can be discouraging, or you start to doubt yourself. And doubt is a huge killer. Uh, Doubt's stupid and irrational, because there's nothing that says you can't do it or fail. It's just your mind telling you, you know, making you doubt that you can't do it. And then, then ultimately, it's your action that says you can't do it. Um, So if, if you, have the action to actually make stuff happen, then you, you'll get it done. So that those smaller increments will, will make it happen and much easier.
1: So if you want to check out my daily email, come on over to ToriMathis.com, sign up. Next week, it's email number 10. <laughs> I would love to have you join me. And you know what? We have new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday, and we would love it if you would come and watch. We would definitely uh, appreciate that. And if you're ever in the Atlanta, Georgia area, you need to come by Miles Your Time Automotive Museum. John will give you a tour.
0: Maybe, if I'm there.
1: <laughs> we'll catch you on the next one. Thanks.
0: Later.